0: You are now listening to Vibe Selection with Kyra, where you can get the real on today's hot topics. With the More Naturally You podcast, a podcast where we discuss relationships, we discuss um, spiritual, sexual, uh, domestically abused relationships, women issues and more. I mean, I, it's a plethora of issues that we discuss. Um, I want you to tune in on www.morenaturallyu.com to get more information on and resources for those who are um, needing help regarding um, abuse. So, without further ado, I want to, I want my. Beautiful little co-host. She's just so young and just so spunky. I just love her energy. I want her to introduce herself and, and her podcast.
1: Well, hi everyone. My name is Kyra, and I'm the host and creator of the Vibe Selection Podcast, where I talk about many variety of topics from metaphysics, entrepreneurship to fashion, beauty—you name it. I talk about everything. Um, and I host a weekly podcast where I talk about these different topics, and you can catch it every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it's on all major platforms: Apple Pod, Apple Podcast, Spotify everywhere
0: great absolutely let's let's support her she does I mean just in speaking with her um, a while ago uh, she has uh, a lot of energy and a lot of perspective on different things so we would definitely want you to everybody to kind of, you know, to listen in. I see I have one guest on the show and Sandra, I appreciate you. Um, Thank you for joining. Um, Please feel free to jump on in. If you got questions, um, comments, please hit that chat and we'll, you know, we'll, she'll answer the questions and we'll just have a conversation. All (laughs) right.
1: Yep.
0: All Um, right. So basically today we're just talking about um, the difference between um, religion and um, spirituality and about our today's churches and how (coughs) churches are they helping us or are they hindering us? Are we are, are we finding our spirituality through our churches or our churches have become nothing but a corporate business? So that, that's what we were. That's the topic of today. I know it, it is a sensitive topic for a lot of people, but I mean, something, you know, things have changed since I've been um, going to church and it's been like many, many moons ago. It, it's not the way it used to be now. Now it's, you know, about putting money in that pocket, getting that, sowing all, all those seeds and, 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 make you know, advancing a mega church. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but a lot of them are. And, and I think it, it's missing the uh, the whole purpose of serving its people and its mm-hmm. community. So what do you think, What What's your um,
1: yeah, experience? Well, so my experience was like we were kind of discussing a little bit before is that I grew up in the Christian church. Uh, my denomination is Baptist mm-hmm. um, at the age of 13. I stopped attending along with my mother because we felt like we were not filled with the spirit at the church home in particular that we were attending. Because like you said, churches nowadays are a lot about their own their own wealth, their own pockets, you know, getting money from people. It's, it's a it's a take, take, take situation instead of instead of a give and take ultimately when it comes to churches a lot nowadays. So with that said, I stopped attending. Um, We still read the Bible, still prayed and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. However, when I was in high school, um, I started getting really interested into astrology and stuff like that. So I would read my horoscope and so on and so forth then um in high school I ended up coming in contact with a psychic and you know I didn't this guy didn't know me from Adam it was a chance encounter I found him online decided you know what this guy I want to see what's up let me get his read from him so um I talked to him and like I said I, at this point in time I didn't have any social media so this guy described the way that I looked he knew that I had changed my hair um mm-hmm. uh, he knew my birthday, like I like I said, I didn't know this guy from Adam and then he told me a lot of things on a personal level that were happening within my life that really did help me as well because I think a lot of times when people go to tarot readers, they mm-hmm. think that they're going to tell them something that's more dramatic like, I hear from a lot of people where they say, well I'm afraid to go to a tarot reader because I'm afraid they're going to tell me that I'm going to die and it's like, well I mean, that's inevitable no one's going to escape death, you know but I mean, it's not <laughs> that's not something so dramatic, usually when you go to a tarot reader or a psychic or a medium, well, medium is completely different. Mediums are only mm. people that are able to channel the dead. Mm. They can they can channel other things, but that's more of their focus. Um, every psychic has different characteristics. Some psychics can do astrology, some psychics can do numerology, um, astrology, but not all of them can. It's kind of like a doctor. You got your podiatrist, you got you know, your gynecologist, you know, all different types. So it's kind of the same, essentially, when it comes to the psychic world. And I've learned so much over the years. And I've come in contact with a lot of different psychics that have helped me on a spiritual level. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Now, see, I when I think of psychics, I think of, you know, um, I don't know if you, you're probably too young, Miss Cleo.
1: Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> oh, all her little infomercials. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I mean, okay. So, how did you connect as a psychic on a spiritual level to help you with your spirituality?
1: Yeah, so I was going through a lot in my life and. I felt like with the Bible, it's so contrived, right? We all know that the Bible has been rewritten so many times, and the Bible isn't completely about the realities of life. Now, it, it talks about some of them, but the fact of the matter is, I feel like it doesn't offer a lot of helpful solutions to hmm. things people are experiencing in their life. It, it, in some ways, it is. And I'm not denouncing the Bible. Okay yeah, was good. there was great parts about it, but we have to remember that the Bible was created in a time where society was completely different. where we're talking about the Bible didn't even want to talk about women, where women weren't given any opportunities. So if we're turning 100% solely to that when a lot of the Bible has been used against not only you know just people in general, but people of color especially, we have to remember that the Bible was used to keep us enslaved as black people. Mm, but the interesting fact about that is how when slaves did get a hold of the Bible they were able to see beyond the Bible as being something that should say that they're immortal and that 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 they should be enslaved they were able to see that Jesus was ultimately a man that had some of the same struggles that they had and that he was a man that you know had all the same vices that any other human being with and it wasn't about race with him it wasn't about you know, whether or not you're wealthy or not, it, it didn't matter to him. He loved you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. So black people were able to see through all of that and start worshiping him. And abandoning their other African spiritual beliefs. But the reason why most black people were abandoning their uh, African religions were because they were threatened with death and persecution if they practice it. And because white people thought it was something that was weird, immortal and unjust. They thought it was barbaric. They didn't understand sacrificings and they really didn't understand the whole uh, real reason why people do voodoo and stuff like that. So, Mm. And then we also have to remember that there was a time where it was illegal for a thousand years for people to even have a Bible. So when you're in church, when the priest or the bishop or the pastor is talking at church, he had his back turned to the congregation. So no one even knew what was actually being said. Mm-hmm. In the he could have he said anything, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And no one really knows. And a lot has been taken out of these Bibles over the years. But yet and still, we use this as a a, a means of keeping people conformed in in the politics of the world, society. So really, no one knows what is the original word of the Bible. Let's just keep it a buck. We don't really know what it is. But we're also taught not to question God. Mm -hmm. And that's where the part that gets bad is because... We often, when we're reading the Bible, we are questioning things. We're questioning why the Bible would say that you can't be a homosexual, but yet there was homosexuals in the Bible. Hmm. And we're talking about how, you know, we have a Bible where it was taught that women didn't have any rights, but there was women in the Bible. Why would a woman not be having rights? That has to do with the societal norm. That doesn't have to do with God's word. So... We don't question these things because that's what we're taught. We're conditioned to think that way. And we, as people, need to learn to think above that. And that's where spirituality comes into context. is It's not material. It has nothing to do with your class, uh, the amount of money that you have. It has nothing to do with your race or your ethnicity. It has nothing to do with nothing. It's about finding a sense of purpose in the world. And oftentimes with the Bible, you don't find, you have to feel. That's why people mm-hmm. are leaving church because they're not able to find their sense of self. And so when I found spirituality, I was able to find my sense of self. Mm-hmm. I was able to figure out what my true purpose was in life. And that's why I'm here today hosting a podcast because my whole purpose in life was to communicate with people and, and to bring upon this knowledge. And oftentimes as black people, when we think about African religion and we think about going to a tarot reader or anything like that, we think about it as being demonic. But why is it that the church has preached these types of ideals for so long about going to see a tarot reader as being something that's demonic? Mm. When we talk about prophecies in the Bibles, First Corinthians is talking about prophecies and speaking in tongue and that you should use your abilities to prophesize and use it for good and to talk to God. So how is that something that's demonic? And what is the difference between, you know, someone telling you about what's going to happen in your life and the difference between a pastor giving you a prophecy in church? But we don't question these things because we're so conditioned to think you can't question. Why would God not want you to question things that are going on in life? How does that help you? You know, how do you you learn what's right and wrong if you don't question it? (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah. That's such, um, you know, that's a that's a that's a different perspective. Um, what do you guys think? Um, you know, all, all opinions. We're just this is different perspective. You don't have to agree or disagree. I mean, this is just a you know different. This is just a conversation. So um, I I put a link in the in the chat. So if anybody wants to pop in actually on live, um, just click on that link and then I can pull you in and actually talk as well. Or if you just want to just chat or, or just uh, make a comment or ask questions, please do so. <laughs> so interesting, interesting points, interesting points. Um, you know, we are conditioned in, in a certain amount, uh, uh, in a certain pr- prospect that we, you know, you can't do this, we can't wear this, we can't eat this or can't do, you know. Um, so is that man-made or was that actually from the Bible. So it's, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, and over time like you said, we've got so many translations now we've got the King James Version we've got the message Bible we've got the passion the new living translate I mean there's so many different um interpretations to where I mean has the message gotten lost during the ter- interpretations I mean it's it, I'm, I'm just putting it out there I'm, I'm not saying one way or the other I'm just you know I'm just asking the question
1: oh, so. thank you. And you know, we, we, we think about this when uh Jesus knew he was going to die and mm-hmm. he's talking to his disciples and Mary's there. And he wanted Mary to be the messenger to give his last dying words pretty much to the disciples. And a few of them were down with it. They're like, okay, yeah, well, we wanna hear what's going on. We wanna know. And other half of them were like, you know what? You're a woman trying to give me a message? I don't think so. And they were so appalled by the fact that Mary, this woman is telling them, you know, what the Messiah last dying words were. And they felt so insulted by this, that ultimately they shun Mary a lot throughout the Bible. So mm. when they, you know, the, um, what was it? The conference of, um, uh, Nicaea, the conference of Nicaea, when they were talking about what was actually going to be put into the Bible and that whole situation, they decided to take a lot of things out because it had to be societal norms. You know, it, it, it's, it really comes down to, this is why I say we have free will as people and God gives us that. And that's mm-hmm. why you know after death people think that you go to either heaven or hell now you choose to believe whatever you want to believe that you sit on a cloud like i mentioned before but what are you learning if you die and you sit on a cloud and that's it what is the what was the purpose of you being here if you just gonna sit on a cloud when you mm-hmm. die because god's god's ultimate purpose when he reincarnated was for greater meaning than just you know him dying he sacrificed his lives for us, for all of our sins, right? So why would that not be the same? Now, sacrificing has gone back from many, 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 many centuries, hundreds of thousands of thousands of years. This goes into paganism, where they were sacrificing themselves for their gods. Um, It goes into ancient Egypt, where they did sacrifices. You know, we have to think about where we get the cross from. That's a, that's a pagan thing. You know, Mm -hmm. we have that Christianity is based around uh, monotheism where we have uh, we have uh, paganism that's placed in there and then we also have Judaism but if we think about it okay God Jesus was a Jewish man right but Mm yet a lot of times in the Bible we're talking so bad about the Jews now Tell me, why would God, why would Jesus talk so bad about his own people and shun them in the Bible? If he was a Jewish man who had uh, Jewish idea- ideals and stuff like that. But yet we're trying to say that Jews are horrible people. Now, I, I, so it's Thanks.
0: if anybody who's out there, especially if my mom is on, on was he
1: Jewish or was he actually a Hebrew He was Jewish. He was Jewish. Okay. Jewish man. (laughs) Middle East Jewish man. Yes, he was on the darker side because he was from the Middle East. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, you know, and, and this is another societal thing where we've been conditioned to believe that even the Madonna, that the Madonna was white. No, the Madonna wasn't because if you see prehistoric statues of the Madonna, she was dark. So why would Jesus who's living in this, you know, the, the continent that he's living in where it's very hot and humid, be some light-skinned man with blue eyes and blonde hair? I mean, and this is what I mean about people not questioning things that don't make mm-hmm.
0: sense. Right.
1: The societal thing comes in because we're conditioning you to believe that uh, the 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 white white people as being the great white hope. Mm -hmm. And the end all be all and that if you're dark skinned, you're evil. And this goes back to the Bible where they're talking about being dark and that's being evil and being of the light. So why would they want a God that's dark, that's giving all these great prophecies and these great ideals and giving that to the world? They felt threatened by that because Mm -hmm. Society that they created for themselves women didn't have any choices or anything like that so these are not words of god these are words that society is placing on there and that's why the bible has been written over so many times to fit the societal norms and that's right. why I need to question that right It don't make sense that's because it's probably not true
0: so how do you think um what do you think is wrong with uh today's church as far as um it's when we you know the based on what it was supposed to be intended to what it is now what do you think has changed over the last let's let's say this last twenty five to thirty years how 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 have you seen you know religion and, and spirituality have changed?
1: Um well I definitely seen a lot of people leave the church over the past couple of years. Um, And that has to do with people are waking up. People are starting to see that the church is something that is institutionalized. Mm. It's not about what God's word is anymore, as opposed to a fashion show. Right. Being very cliquish. Mm. uh, As opposed to being, even though in the Bible it says, come as you are and you don't have to be perfect. When people come in looking a certain way, you can't can't be in the church or people are going to talk down on you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then we can get into the fact Of the financial situation How everybody wants to be a mega Not everybody, but a lot of churches want to be Big mega churches nowadays Why is that? So that they can amass Control. We have to think about how You know, being a bishop, pastor A priest is a higher regard Than being Mm -hmm. a politician We, a politician Mm -hmm. In the United States will bow down to a priest Before they would bow down to anybody Else. So Mm -hmm. why would not want to be in that regard and then get reap the benefits that come with that the financial benefits churches don't get taxed right. and I have churches get over 800 billion dollars a year mm. from 1980 until now they've made 800 billion dollars off of the people and 1.2 trillion dollars over the past couple of hundred years or so off of having churches and stuff like that. And that's more money than Google and Apple combined. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, with that said, why would someone not want to be a pastor? It's easy. You can manipulate people. You can amass control, money, power, and respect. That's all that it's about.
0: And it's come to the point that a lot of these churches, a lot of these bishops or whatever, you know, that now they, they've gotten titles, apostles and all this other stuff. Um, they're like rock. They're being treated like rock stars, so to speak. I mean, it's like you, you they come in on their Lear jets, you know, preaching all over the place. They got to have security. They got to, you know, they got to have these mansion houses. And in the <laughs> meantime, half of their congregants are strugglers i mean middle class or whatever or just you know trying to get by but they're paying their tithes they're trying to do you know um you know do what according to you know the bible or or whatever and and their 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 needs are not being met um not only um you know, a single mom might be struggling, but she's gonna give her tithes to this or sow seeds. It's not even about tithes, it's about them sowing seeds to this ministry. Um, in the meantime, the um, prophet or the the bishop or whatever is, you know, get increasing while, you know, the their congregants are being, you know, still stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's a problem to me. It, it really is because at what you know, not like you said, it's like a, a you know dollar industry now. It's not even about saving souls or, or feeding the need. I mean, they you know there's some that are you know in the community, but not many, not mm-hmm. many.
1: And they won't feed you unless you're a member of the church either. Right. Exactly. We can talk exactly. about that. And I, personal point from his personal standpoint on that, where I remember um, there was a time where there was two churches that we were thinking, me and my mom were actually thinking about, you know, attending. Mm -hmm. And you know, you sometimes even when you're attending a church for the first time, you may not. No, you're not going to know off right off the bat whether or not you want to be an actual member sometimes you're right. going to be two three four five six months right. your spirit feels and everybody is obligated to feel the way that they feel about that right so we had attended church fell on some hard times and i remember going to and my, mind you every time we would go we would tie mm-hmm. so in tithing and go and getting in this financial bind and asking the church for assistance and showing proof to show listen, we really actually uh-huh. do assistance. It was, well, you're not the member member of a church, so you're not the member of this church, so we can't help you. But why? So I can come. So so. this is starting to be a transactional thing. So I can come to your church every Sunday or every Tuesday for revival, whatever. And you can take my money from me without being a member of the church. Right. I'm say they didn't have a problem taking your money, though. But, but exactly. they couldn't help you. <laughs> you can take my money but instead if i need assistance you won't help me out why is that why mm-hmm. why would god ever do that to somebody especially mm-hmm. when they're proof that they really need financial assistance you make all this money off of people you know why and then we have to think about also where churches aren't even something that's necessary for someone ha- to have in order to connect with god it is just a place for fellowship mm-hmm. but God was doing things, you know, at the parks. He was going to, he was going, he was having church everywhere. And Mm -hmm. it even in a Bible about not having to go to church to be able to get filled with the Holy Spirit and God outside of just the church. Why Mm -hmm. do you have to go to church in order to receive God? So, you mean to tell me you want to, and this is another thing where I want people to think outside of the box. So, you, in, if in, in order for you to feel God and feel His presence, right, and you have to go to church, why would you want to believe in a religion where you can't feel God outside of the church? So, mm. you're at home, those other five, six days out of the week where you're praying to God, is He even hearing you at that point? Mm. It is, but I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. just logistically, that doesn't really even make any sense. So, you know, what is the difference, you know, between that and having church at the house now offerings that we have to think about also how going to church and temples is something that is a pagan belief. Also, the pagans started that. That happened during paganism, and Christians took on those beliefs. Offerings, tithes—that comes from another pagan thing. Offerings are just to appease the gods that they were worshiping. Sometimes, like when they were appeasing a certain god, right, they would have to give up something. Maybe it made sacrifice in a goat. Maybe it just you need to give a basket of fruit or something like that. But it's what you want to give, and I think that's what a lot of people forget is that. Tithing is not something that you have to give. It's not mandated in the Bible. If we're going to talk about tithing, we can go back to Abraham and Jacob in the Bible. And it said that they didn't give, they gave, Abraham gave a tenth of what he had as an offering. And he did not give that every time he would see Jesus. He gave that to show his appreciation and gratefulness for what Jesus was actually helping him do. Not something that Jesus made him do. He never told him, you need to give me an offering. That's just something that he felt obligated to do, as along with Jacob, giving fruits and seeds and all of those things to God, to Jesus as an offering, because he wanted to show his gratefulness. So that's the same thing when I go to church every Sunday. If I don't have it to give, that doesn't mean that God is not going to continue to bless me. He knows my heart. He knows that I don't have it to give. So when I do have something to give, he's going to be appreciative of whatever I have to give, and I think that's where the fine lines start to get drawn because people have the up uh, have the ideal that if you don't give a tithe, then God won't bless you. But why mm-hmm. would you believe in a God that, that where you have to always have a financial transaction in order to get anything from them? This is All right. The
0: part. Okay. Any comments? Any comments? Any questions, comments, or do any experience? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, hear, I, I hear, you, Sandra. Do, yeah. do you have any um experience, Sandra, on um anything as far as church related of how um being in a um well, I, I call them pimps in the pulpit.
1: They are. Um, we can talk about Creflo Dollar too. You know, oh, oh, this guy let me where were the facts on Mr. Creflo Dollar so in 2009 Mr. Creflo Dollar generated 69 million dollars from mm. the country. mind you he was asking for a 65 million dollar jet for mm-hmm. for him to be able to you know spread the word of God because he felt like he was too good to hop on JetBlue you know <laughs> American Americans. and he, he was too good for all of that and he wanted the congregation to give up their hard-earned money. He wanted to the his thirty thousand member congregation to give up three hundred dollars each in order to fund his private jet. And right. of course the congregation said, Hell no. <laughs> and there that. was an,
0: right, and there was another uh pastor that uh tried that too. I forgot his name, but um yeah, I mean, they think they are they are entitled, you know, mm-hmm. to having this luxury of of a of of jets and, and 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 expect their congregation to uh to uh to do uh to provide for them.
1: Absolutely. It's and it's then San- go ahead. No, no. Miss Sandra, what we got? What we got? Going up no. I was. oh, you want to read it off or? Oh, go ahead. So it says, Sandra says, growing up, I used to enjoy going. When I became older, I noticed things in the church wasn't right. Seems like a show. Don't feel real anymore. Definitely.
0: Exactly. Exactly the point. It, it is. It, it's like, you know, a fashion show. Um, you're going to see a rock star. You know, it, it's like, you you know, you have to be, a cert- or if you're not part of the clique, you're not feeling welcome. And I think, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I think, you can't get, you can't be close to anybody in a big mega church. They don't know you. They don't, you know, you you can't get to know that person as as a church family. You know, it's just, to me, it's just so impersonal.
1: It's so impersonal. A church like that. I don't want to go to a church, like you said, where you don't even, you can't even connect with the pastor on a personal basis or even the congregation for that matter. And then we were talking, um, before in another uh, discussion that we were having together about how, you know, you can't even get a pastor to come to your house and bless it anymore. You got to know. Yeah, you got to have an appointment <laughs> and you, <laughs> you might need to <laughs> sow a seed, a couple of seeds in order for you.
0: To- <laughs> exactly. you
1: know, this house this is going to cost you about 300 pesos if you want me to come <laughs> down here in a sixty nine million, sixty five million dollar jet. gonna cost you so yeah you you can't and you can't feel you know and this is not to say that there's anything wrong with people being blessed with mega churches yeah this is to say that people are so fancied by the pomp and circumstance that goes on at these churches that they're steering from what god's word is exactly and that's why so many people are leaving the church because it's it's just about too many of the theatrics and not about the actual word of God and making people feel welcome, maybe mm-hmm. making people soul feel fulfilled. And that's where spirituality comes in. It's about filling your soul, mm-hmm. making sure your soul is nourished, making sure that it's fed, making sure that you're able to grow from the word. Because, like I said, reincarnate uh, after life after death. It's about if you're going to sit on a cloud, what is the point of sitting on a cloud? when your whole life is meaningless at this point, that's it. That's all it ends. It ends at the cloud and we just sit here and we're just a bump on a log. Like, why would life be that way? And this is what I want people to think about and to, to really open their minds to believe and understand that life is so much more than what a lot of religion is putting on people. And you have to be able to think outside of the box. We as human beings, a lot of times we're very one dimensional, Mm -hmm. you know? We're very one-dimensional in the way that we think. And it doesn't have to be one way. It could be multiple things. It could be multiple ways where you ultimately get to the level of success that you want to be on. Why does it have to be one blueprint for the way that you get there? Everything is not always conventional. You know, that's not that's not how life is. If we're not meant to be one race, if we're not meant to be in all in the same class, if we're not all born to be have the same skin color, then why would life be one dimensional? Right. That you is know? true.
0: That is true. Sandra said we had to stand in lines based off how much money you can get. So they um actually so you had to be uh, categorized based on, OK, use use for the hundred dollar uh givers you stand on this line or how, how did that I don't know and, and you know it. what I've I've there were there's been churches that for you to join the church um you have to have you they need your um, account your financial uh, statement
1: what
0: I've heard you some you churches that? that you know because they want you to do the uh, automatic withdrawal from from what? your bank account
1: <laughs> now that was crazy. And yeah, the sad part about it is there's so many people that are falling for the okie doke. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many people that really want to be connected to God, that really have pure and good hearts and are really trying to find their sense of purpose. And they're following along with that because that's all they know. And that's all that they're taught all of their lives. And, you know, that's very sad. And this is what I mean, once again, about finding spirituality is because no man can keep you from being able to find your true meaning and your purpose in life. just because. Talk to your pastor or your preacher, or your bishop about what's going on in your life. They're not they are the middleman in this situation here. Okay. You have a direct link to talk to God.
0: Exactly. No, That's, exactly. From that.
1: So, you don't have to go to the priest. You don't have to go through,
0: you know, you know, confess your sins to the priest in order to get to the father. You don't have to go through, you know, like you said, you have a direct line to 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 the most high. Yeah, it's called
1: 800, God, are you there? (laughs) (laughs) Now God, anytime he is there, he may, you know, be a little tired, a little busy from time to time, but he'll get back to you, just leave a message. (laughs) But he's always there. So, and and that gets to another point. Why would you want to, why would there, why would you want to believe in a, belief system where if you don't have, if you don't talk to your preacher, your pastor, your bishop about your dealings with God, then why would you want to go and believe in a God where you can't have that direct correlation or that connection with them? What mm-hmm. is that? So That would mean that when you're praying to God on your own time, that he actually doesn't hear your prayers, right? <laughs> Think about it. Mm-hmm. So that would mean that. I'm not saying that that's true because that's definitely not true at all, but mm-hmm. then that's
0: thought to really think about. Mm-hmm. You know? So wow. All right. Any other um questions or comments? So what what all what is all uh, you say you talk about all kinds of things on your podcast. What what's your upcoming show?
1: So actually, it's called, it's coming out Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it's going to be, it's called Confessions and Misconceptions of a Psychic. with oh. <laughs> Okay. It's perfect, actually. And so I pretty much go into talking about the misconceptions people have about what psychics actually do. Now, psychics have been something that have been demonized a lot throughout the Bible, um, mm-hmm. it has been seen as an abomination to talk about, you know, um it to talk about to talk to psychics, to use sage, even though frankincense was given in the Bible by the three wise men to Jesus, and candles and incenses burn all throughout the church. He used a frankincense to mm-hmm. actually burn through the church. Um, they talked about prophecies in the Bible, which that's all that a psychic really does is really pretty much tells you what's going to be happening. But ultimately, you have the free will about how you're going to go about it. Um, You know, and then we can get into some other points about, you know, um, psychics, the misconceptions that people have, that they cast spells on people. Well, okay, let's think about this really quickly. When you're reading the Bible, you're casting a spell. All right? So when we're reading the Bible, we're casting a spell because the intent is, when you're reading the Bible, that you're hoping... That something will come about whatever you're reading. So whatever your intentions are. So if, you're, if your if you intent is reading a particular scripture about money, right? Mm-hmm. And you're reading it off, and you're you're talking to the higher the higher power and the divinity. You're casting a spell. That's what casting a spell is. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday, where you go, you go to the altar. Um, at rituals, you um eat the flesh and you drink the blood. That is a ritual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So all of these things, sacrifices, sacrifice in his talk all throughout the Bible. Abraham sacrificed the goats. He sacrificed the goats so that he wouldn't have to sacrifice his son. Let's talk about that too. So that's all throughout. Jesus made his own sacrifice for us. But he created a religion where it doesn't have to be a sacrifice well what the pagans used to do is that they used to sacrifice animals and themselves do human sacrifices which jesus was essentially a human sacrifice but he made it so that other people didn't have to continue to do that ultimately Mm -hmm. Um, like i said we're talking about the the crosses let's talk about african religion where it's also about not only spirituality but talking to our ancestral lives right where when people pass on and they die, we since those people were a direct link to the human world, because most, most of our ancestors were obviously human in human form as well. They're not only able to connect with the higher divinity, they're also able to still connect with us in life after death. And this goes into the resurrection of Jesus that he's, passed on however we're still able to talk to him and hope that he is able in, in with him being able to assist us throughout our lives so mm-hmm. that's that goes into correlation with you know african religion and voodoo and santeria and hoodoo and all of that stuff and a lot of people have a lot of negative connotations when it comes to what voodoo and hoodoo really is in santeria and all of those stuff and the orishas and stuff but really it's not It's about nature connecting, being one with nature and the divine spirit. That's all that pretty much paganism is about. Uh, Hoodoo and voodoo is about, Santeria and all of that stuff. So I just want people to kind of like, take that veil off of these ideals that we have about things being demonic and evil.
0: All right. Sandra wants to know what's your Facebook page? Do you have a Facebook page that you can share? Um, I, I, I'm putting in your Instagram. What is your, is it I am Kyra Mahoney? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Look Like you're frozen. All right, Kyra, I'm going to click you out and then hopefully you can come back in while she's um, that's her Instagram if you're interested in connecting with her um, hopefully when she comes back in if she has a there she is okay sorry about that I don't know what happened you just all of a sudden just froze up but um, do you have a, a Facebook page?
1: Yeah, so it's a vibe selection podcast, is the Facebook page. You can connect with me. So, selection
0: podcast. Okay, that's your Facebook. Okay. okay is that it yes all right so that's her facebook page sandra and her instagram is i am kyra mahoney was that correct too yes okay all right um this was a good discussion sandra i really appreciate you you know coming on and joining us uh Stay tuned for um, upcoming podcast. Now, her pod, um, Myra, uh, Kyra's podcast is this Friday. You always upload it every Friday. Yes, so around weekly. The weekly? Okay, around Pacific Standard Time. Okay. Oh, so that's right. You uh, West Coast. Yeah. West Coast. Coast, Okay. All right. West (laughs) Coast. So, yeah, let's check her out. She has a lot of uh, different perspectives. Um, Like she says, I mean, you know, keep an open mind. Just, you know, take it all in you know, take it all in. We have to stop being so, you know, tunnel vision, you know, look at all perspectives, look at all perspectives of, of different um, things. All right. Um, thank you so much for joining us, yes, Sandra. I, I really appreciate you. Actually, let me um, give a shout out to you and your uh, business. Your business is yujasiri Siri. She is a uh, body. She has Natural body scrubs, uh body butters and everything. And it's yujasiri21.com. I'm hoping that's right. And, you know, definitely check her out. She is a, her, her she got all kinds of scents and everything. You, you would love, you know, just to pamper herself. That That's her theme. She just want everybody to feel good. So... <laughs> Check out yujasiri21.com. Um, All right, Kyra, I really enjoyed your, like I said, you just such a bubbling, bubbly
1: energy. <laughs> you just, if I could just have half of that, I'd be broke. Uh, <laughs> everything, this gets deeper than that. Oh, well, I, I'm sure it There's does. Time. I know we don't have the time, but yes. That, you know, I just wanted the takeaway from this is that I want people to really, Think outside the societal norms that everybody has placed upon us when it comes to religion. You know, if it's something that you feel that when you're reading in the Bible that doesn't make sense to you, question it. Go look it up, figure it out.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And stop, yeah. And stop using, you know, just, you know, listening to what the pastor or the bishop is saying. You know, you got to study for yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to study for yourself. So thank Mm -hmm. you so much, Sandra. Um, I hope you girls connect and, um, Kyra, we will have to do this soon. Uh, we'll do it on an, um, you know, I, I'm going to listen to your podcast and because I know you've got some interesting topics over there. So yeah. I'm definitely going to definitely tune in. Wonderful. Thank you. It's All right. A- thank a thank a you. All right. You guys take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining Vibe Selection with Kyra. Come vibe out with us again next time and hear the latest on today's hot topics. Find us on Instagram at I am Kyra Mahoney or donate at www.patreon.com slash vibe selection.